This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. There's a conspiracy afoot. Conspiracy theories are now conspiracy facts. And it's time for a finale. Who do you want to see in the finals? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, November 22nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The nostalgia-filled Ghostbusters Afterlife shot its way to the top spot of the box office this weekend with a three-day total of $44 million, fueled by generally positive reviews and a lot of fan enthusiasm. The Jason Reitman-directed film, which acts as a direct sequel to the 1984 classic, stars McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray, and Logan Kim. Marvel's Eternals held strong in second place, earning $10.8 million in its third weekend, bringing its total gross to $135.8 million. Clifford the Big Red Dog also showed its staying power, earning $8.1 million and bringing its two-week gross to $33.5 million. King Richard, the biopic that follows the father of tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams and stars Will Smith, debuted in fourth place with $5.7 million, while Dune claimed the fifth spot with just over $3 million. Universal's No Time to Die has officially become the highest-grossing film of 2021, as well as the highest-grossing film of the pandemic era. The domestic box office haul of $2.7 million over the weekend helped the film catapult past the $700 million mark. At $729.1 million worldwide, it surpasses the previous highest-grossing record holder, F9. Today, the film has grossed an estimated $154 million domestically and $570 million internationally. Delroy Lindo may soon be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. EW has learned that the good fight and the harder they fall actor is in talks to star in Marvel's Blade, featuring Mahershala Ali as the titular vampire slayer. No word yet on who Lindo will be playing. The movie is expected to begin production in summer 2022. For more on these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Today's number three pick takes us back nearly 60 years to November 22nd, 1963. In the new documentary, JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass, director Oliver Stone takes a new look at John F. Kennedy's assassination 30 years after he first tackled the horrific event in his Oscar-winning film, JFK. Using newly declassified information and re-examined footage, Stone argues again, that the official account of the president's death is not to be believed, presenting his case that conspiracy theories about the assassination are, quote, conspiracy facts. Here's a preview. In the years since the Warren report, there is now so much more that we know. Conspiracy theories are now conspiracy facts. The Warren Commission successfully deceived the public 
Alan Dulles's appointment to the Warren Commission is one of the great frauds of American history. Documents are withheld by the FBI, the CIA. Intelligence agencies did all the wrong things if they were looking for conspiracy. We will go back and piece together new facts and evidence that shed more light on what really happened here that day. Get ready to go through it all again. The magic bullet theory, the Warren Commission, the supposed CIA cover-up. It's another engrossing look at one of the most significant events in American history. And you can catch JFK Revisited tonight at 7 on Showtime or streaming on various platforms with a Showtime subscription. It's trivia time. Jim Garrison, the DA played by Kevin Costner in JFK, made a cameo in that film as what character? Senator Russell Long, President Lyndon Johnson, or Supreme Court Justice Earl Warren? Stay tuned for the answer. Now it is time to belt out our number two pick, The Voice. We're down to the top 11 this week, all of whom will sing for their lives, or rather to avoid elimination and make it to next week's top 10. The remaining artists include Team Blake's Wendy Moten, Lana Scott, and Paris Winningham, Team Ariana's Jim and Sasha Allen, and Holly Forbes, Team Legends Joshua Vacanti and Jershika Maple, and Team Kelly's girl named Tom, Haley Mia, Jeremy Rosado, and Jimani, who earned the instant save last week after finishing in the bottom three. Here is a bit of her performance of Anita Baker's Sweet Love, which helped save her spot in the competition. Sweet love, don't you ever go away. It'll always be this way. There's no something in this world. Oh, baby, no, you're my man. She's good, but will it be enough to stick around for another week? Tune in to The Voice tonight at 8 on NBC to find out. If you're like me, you might need some time to plan this year's Thanksgiving TV binge. And if that's the case, we've got you covered. We recently spoke to Star Trek Discovery co-creator Alex Kurtzman, and he had some great recommendations when we asked him, what you watching? Well, I'm actually just getting back into the fold of it because I've been directing for almost a year straight. Mm-hmm. which gave me very little time to dig into things. But Succession, obviously, um, addicted to. They've only re- released, I think, the first four as of this conversation of season three, so I'm up to date on Succession. Just started Mayor of Easttown, which is really great. And I think Kate Winslet is, you know, has always been unbelievable, but has stepped into a new wonderful place, um, as has Evan Peters, who is also fantastic. And I just started last night watching a series on Netflix called The Time It Takes. That's really great. It's a love story told in like 12 to 15 minute increments that jumps between the present and the past in each little sort of episode. And it sort of forces you to look at this relationship through what it was before it started and what it is once it's ending which is really a beautiful and kind of artistically brilliant idea to, to try and execute in 13 minutes or you know, 12 to 15 minutes. 
That one sounds like a fascinating watch. The Time It Takes is a short-form Spanish-language series available, as he said, on Netflix, and you can also find Succession and Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max and catch new episodes of Star Trek Discovery, dropping Thursdays on Paramount+. Plus. Stick around, folks. Today's number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Doctor Who first aired on BBC TV 58 years ago this week on November 23rd, 1963. Created by the BBC's head of drama, Sidney Newman, along with writers Donald Wilson and C.E. Weber, the show was intended as an educational science fiction program designed to appeal to all ages. That first episode starred character actor William Hartnell as the Doctor, an alien known as a Time Lord who travels through time and space alongside human companions. Doctor Who's popularity began to take off with its second multi-part story, which introduced the villainous Daleks, and the show would soon become a British pop culture staple, running for 26 years until its cancellation in 1989. It would, however, be revived in 2005, with the new series continuing to run to this day, currently starring Jodie Whittaker as the 13th incarnation of The Doctor. And now, let's dance our way over to our number one pick, Dancing with the Stars. The winner of the coveted Mirrorball Trophy will be crowned tonight. And while Jojo Siwa may seem like a slam dunk, there's no denying the extraordinary fan support for Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby and the massively charismatic Iman Shumpert. Amanda Klutz will be the fourth finalist vying for the trophy. The judges chose to bring her to the finale after she finished in the bottom three last week, picking her over Suni Lee. Oh my goodness, Suni, you have just turned into this amazing, amazing woman and dancer. Amanda, you've just been so consistent throughout this competition. Um, it's This is a tough one, honestly. I, I'm pretty shocked that both of you are here. Uh, but the couple I'm going to save tonight is Amanda and Alan. Amanda and Alan. So we have two saved for Amanda and Alan. I turn to you, Bruno. Which couple would you like to save and see in the finale? In the it's so hard because not, not just the, the, all of you, but all the kids, the dancers tonight have worked and done some amazing performances. The standard is incredible. Hard to choose. I have to go with Amanda. Uh, a tough call indeed, but Klutz does have a huge amount of sentimental support after she lost her husband Nick Cordero to COVID-19 last year. So could this be the most unpredictable finale ever for Dancing with the Stars? Maybe, 
Maybe not, but it's definitely one you are not going to want to miss. Tune in to see all 15 celebrity contestants dance an opening number to BTS's Dynamite. The pro dancers perform a routine to Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard, and Melanie C. return to sing To Become One by the Spice Girls, plus Jimmy Allen performing his single Good Times Roll. That all begins... And season 30 ends tonight at 8 p.m. on ABC. Trivia. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Jim Garrison, the DA played by Kevin Costner in JFK, made a cameo in that film as what character? Senator Russell Long, President Lyndon Johnson, or Supreme Court Justice Earl Warren? We need a ruling on this one. The answer is Earl Warren. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.